How's it going, everybody, and welcome to Just the Buddies Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs up. It's the one that will bring you happiness. It'll be the one that will make you find true love. It'll make you bring in some big money. Oh, that's a new one. That's a new one. And you'll see fireworks when you hit it. And just just do it. Just hit it. Just smack that. Smack do that. it. Yeah, do that. All right. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you can see throughout this video, we took you guys' suggestions from last week, and we're talking about it this week. So let's get into it. Okay, so remember the guy who created the hollow earth theory? Yeah. Okay, so the guy, Admiral Byrd, flew over Antarctica and claims to see a hole in the earth. And they actually found his diary and he actually explains in detail what he saw. So he wrote in his flight log when he was flying over Antarctica, he actually saw green mountain ranges. And next to the mountain range, he saw like green valleys with a river going through it. How is there green mountain ranges in the middle of the Arctic? Exactly. So he said there's a lot of grass and a lot of green hills. And he even claims that he saw a woolly mammoth there. Wait, weren't those extinct during that time? Yeah, and the thermometer inside his plane said that the temperature was 74 degrees Fahrenheit in the Arctic. And I don't know how he explains this, but he said that he saw a literal city inside the hole of the earth. And when he came back from his journey, he was forced not to talk about it and will probably never know what he actually saw. Well, he was given the Medal of Honor and no one knows why. Why? Exactly. It's a little sus. Yeah. But relating to that, have you seen the crazy sinkhole they found in China? I mean, what even is a sinkhole? How does it even happen? Okay, so they found this sinkhole and it was actually 630 feet deep. And just to put that in perspective, most sinkholes on average are only like 11 feet deep. What the? Yeah, and at the bottom of this sinkhole, they actually found a prehistoric forest and all the trees down there are over 130 feet tall. But what's crazy is we have no idea what's been living down there. And even scientists are saying that there's probably other stuff living down there that we have never seen before. And a lot of people are theorizing that this is evidence that the hollow earth theory is true and there's actually life under earth's surface. I don't understand how this was just found, right? It seems like a 630 foot deep sinkhole would be pretty easy to find. If it's that deep, I mean, the width is probably, I think it's like a few football fields or something. Yeah, how are you gonna miss that? Yeah, and prehistoric trees, prehistoric trees. Dang, I wonder what else is down there, right? That's really creepy. There's probably some crazy things down there. Yeah, there's some creatures down there. For sure. Okay, so moving on from that, have you heard of the haunted house that will give you $20,000 if you complete it? We gotta sign ourselves up for this. Yeah, so this house was called McCammy Manor in Tennessee, and the owner of the house will literally give you $20,000 if you complete the entire haunted house. But throughout the history of the house, nobody has been able to complete it, and on average, every single person that has tried has only lasted eight minutes in there. What kind of haunted house is this? So before you enter this house, you need a doctor checkup, you need medical insurance, you need to sign a 40-page waiver and a full background check. Okay, this is starting to sound not like a haunted house. Well, it's really not a haunted house because this haunted house would actually hurt the people that would enter it. And it's actually sent multiple people to the hospital. And the people in this house will literally make everybody that enters suffer. And over 100,000 people are demanding this place to be shut down, but it's still open to this day. And there was someone actually about to complete the haunted house for the $20,000, but the owner didn't want to pay, so he ended it early. So the guy almost completed the house and the owner said, oh, never mind, I don't want to pay you. Yeah. He said, oh, you failed. Oh, that's that's horrible. Yeah, this house was honestly more like a torture house than a haunted house. But it's still open. That would make a good video. We should go. Nope. <laughs> Do you know the dark story of the Kawaii Japanese motorcycle rider? No. So this Japanese influencer got really famous overnight. And all she would do is show herself riding her motorcycle in like 
showing the little things that she does. She was getting tens of thousands of followers daily and people were like falling in love with her. Like they thought she was really attractive, thought she had a really good personality and they just loved the fact that she was into motorcycles. Okay. So one day she took a picture of her motorcycle and this is when her life completely changed. What happened? So her fans started looking at the photo and analyzing it and they realized in the motorcycle mirror, you can see it. It was not her taking the photo. And they realized that the person in the photo was like a 50-year-old man. And it turns out she was actually a 50-year-old man pretending to be a young girl using a photo editor app that would change his gender and like his hair and everything. What? Yeah, so he explained how he would do it and he literally would edit his face to make himself look like a girl and change everything about him. Because he thought in order to grow on social media, he needed to be a young girl and be attractive. And he thought nobody would want to follow a 50 year old man. So that's why he did what he did. And he literally told everyone his story like, hey, I'm being honest now. I'm sorry. I lied to you guys. And all of a sudden, all his fans and new fans started coming in and they love him even more. And he's getting more popular now than ever before. So he's gaining more followers for exposing himself. Yeah, he was literally gaining followers for being a woman. Right. And he, he did that on purpose, knowing that he might get more followers. Uh -huh. But now since he said, I'm sorry for doing that, people are loving him even more. So he fooled tens of thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. At least he's honest. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So there's a super dark Super Mario theory that will literally ruin your childhood. You better not ruin Mario. So we all know how every single Mario game starts off with Mario and Peach, right? And Bowser comes, takes Peach away. Mario gets upset. So Mario goes on his journey, going through the pipe systems, trying to rescue Peach. But what if I told you that Mario is actually the villain? How would Mario be the villain? So from 1985 to present, every Mario game has Mario trying to save Peach. But what if Peach actually doesn't want to be saved? And she's actually being with Bowser by choice. Because at the end of the Super Mario Sunshine video game, Bowser Jr. actually tells Mario that Peach is his mom. And that his dad, Bowser told him all about how Peach was his mom. He tells Mario, yeah, Papa told me all about it. My childhood's a lie. So this is where the theory comes in. What if Peach is actually in love with Bowser and doesn't want to be with Mario? And this whole time she's been trying to get away from Mario, it only makes sense that you see the game from his perspective. So you literally see how Mario's interpreting it and he thinks that Peach is in love with him. But in reality, she's actually in love with Bowser because you're only seeing the game through Mario's eyes. I mean, when you think about it, this theory makes a lot of sense because how many times can Peach be taken? She has guards. She's literally leaving on her own will. Yeah, I mean, she has max security. If she wanted to not be taken, they would lock her in the basement with like a thousand guards. Exactly. She's leaving by choice. I think we gotta stick with that story. That really actually kind of ruins Mario. <laughs> so moving on. Okay, last week was a crazy story, but this week, I'm gonna be telling you a crazy thriller about how these people get stuck somewhere. It's an actual real life location. I mean, you've been saying some pretty crazy stories, man. So do you know about the girls that got stuck on a 2000 foot TV tower? It's literally twice the size of the Eiffel Tower. How would that even happen? So this girl named Becky and her husband, Dan, and her friend Hunter, they all love adventure and they all love doing like rock climbing together. So one day they all go rock climbing, but something happens with Dan's harness while he's doing the rock climbing and there's a malfunction and he falls down and he dies. So 51 weeks go by and Becky is really grieving her husband's death and she's just a mess. She doesn't know what to do with herself. She's depressed. Becky's dad is really worried for her. So he calls her friend Hunter like, hey, go hang out with Becky. She's really needing a friend right now. So Hunter meets up with Becky, tries to reunite and tries to bring happiness back into Becky's life. And Hunter tells Becky like, hey, look, there's an adventure we can do. There's a 2000 foot TV tower that I want to climb. So to help her, they're going to make her climb the same exact thing that killed her husband. Yeah, well, Hunter thinks that the top of the TV tower would be like the perfect place to like let Dan's ashes go. But Becky's really skeptical, especially after the death of her husband. She, she doesn't want to really do anything dangerous. But then Hunter reminds Becky that her husband Dan would have told Becky, 
I want you to be adventurous. I want you to be like, go out there and conquer your fears. So Becky's like, okay, you're right. I better go do this. I'll go do this with you. You gotta be kidding me. So after driving for a while, heading to the TV tower, they stop at a diner. And it turns out that Hunter reveals that she's actually a vlogger. And she carries around this special phone charger with her at all times where it allows her to get electricity where she could plug into anything and always get power. So that night they both stay at a motel. What was really sad is Becky keeps having dreams of her husband. And whenever she says, I love you, he says 143. It's so random, but she doesn't understand why does he keep saying 143 in the dream. So the next morning when Becky wakes up, she's really nervous about going on the tower now. She's having second thoughts, but Hunter's like, no, we got to do this. So let's go. They hop in the car, they start driving. And all of a sudden Hunter's filming herself for her vlog. And almost an accident happens. What a way to start the day. Yeah. So when they get to the tower, they have to stop their car early because there's a fence that says like no trespassing. So it forces them to get out of the car and have to walk to the tower. So when they get to the tower, they start looking up and they realize this tower is huge and they cannot believe how tall it is. So even though they're both scared, they just get their rope, they tie it to each other and they start climbing up the ladder to go up the tower. And when Becky starts climbing up the ladder, all of a sudden, one of the steps in the ladder breaks off. Dude, why don't they just turn around? I know, it's crazy. So what they do is they keep climbing, right? They climb, they reach a thousand feet, and they both take a break. They're like, okay, let's drink some water, let's relax. And then they just keep climbing until they reach the top of the first ladder. Keep in mind, they're 1,800 feet in the air. It's super windy, and it's super not safe. So in order for them to get to the very top, they have to climb another 200-foot ladder. Okay, at that height, the wind is probably crazy. Yeah, and not only that, the height is so scary. So like Becky's looking down, and she realizes like, oh my gosh, this is too crazy for me. And Becky starts freaking out. So Hunter's like, stop being like a baby. Like, let's keep going. We're going to keep pushing through. And then to scare Becky, Hunter starts shaking the ladder while she's on it. And this causes one of the bolts in the ladder to fly out. But lucky for them, the ladder stayed in place and they managed to climb to the top still. So when they get to the top, Becky starts taking out Dan's ashes and she lets it fly. But then once they let the ashes fly, now it's time to go back down. Okay, I feel like going down is harder than going up. Yeah, but this time when Becky starts climbing down the ladder, the ladder that had the bolt missing starts breaking and the ladder literally starts falling down off the tower. But Becky is so lucky that Hunter's holding her rope, keeping her up. So Hunter starts trying to pull up Becky to the top of the tower again. But at this point, the ladder completely fell off. So there's no more ladder there. Oh my gosh. So currently they're stuck at the very top, 2000 feet in the air. And they start pulling out their cell phones and they realize there is no reception at the top. The only thing they have is when they look at the bottom of the pole, they open it up and there's like an emergency box and it has binoculars and a flare gun. And their only resources, like their water bottles and their drone, was in a backpack that fell when the ladder broke and it's sitting on a satellite below them. Well, that's just great. So what they decide to do is try to post the photo online to try to ask for help. And what they do is they try to lower the cell phone with the rope, trying to get it lower so that there's reception. But unfortunately, they couldn't get the phone low enough where there was reception. But while they were doing this, trying to get reception, Becky notices on Hunter's ankle, she has a weird tattoo. And right when Becky was about to ask Hunter, like, what is that tattoo? All of a sudden, Hunter says, look, there's a guy down there with a dog. So there's a guy down below and they keep trying to yell, get his attention, but he can't hear them. So then Becky rips off her shoes off her feet, starts trying to chuck it down below to try to have it land near the guy to get his attention, but he doesn't see it. How do you not see the shoes? I guess because the guy was on his cell phone and he had his back to them, so he couldn't hear it or see it. So that night, Becky starts looking at old videos of her wedding on her cell phone and she sees Hunter in the background of one of the videos at her wedding and Hunter looks like she's really jealous of Becky and it looks like there's some really weird vibes going on and Becky's like really disturbed by it. And this makes Becky really suspicious of Hunter. But then all of a sudden, Hunter sees these guys near her RV. So she grabs the flare gun at night shoots it up in the air, hoping that they're going to see it. So the two guys see the flare in the sky. So they hop in their RV and start driving it to the tower. So when they get to the tower, they hop out of their car. But instead of helping them, 
they hop and steal Hunter's car and drive off. Are you serious? So that night, Becky and Hunter try to sleep on the tower. Keep in mind, it's windy, it's cold, and Hunter almost falls off. But luckily, Becky grabs her and holds her up. But in the process of Becky saving Hunter, Becky realizes that Hunter has a tattoo on her ankle that says 143, which is the same numbers that her husband Dan used to say all the time. Dude, that's weird. Yeah, so Hunter feels really awkward, right? Because Becky's catching on to something, and Hunter finally admits to her that during their relationship, Hunter actually had an affair with Becky's husband, Dan. Okay, she should have just dropped her. So that night, they didn't talk to each other, and the next morning was really awkward. And Hunter tries to tell Becky, like, look, I felt really bad about it, so I called off the affair two weeks before your guys' wedding because she realizes that it's wrong, and she didn't want to ruin Becky's friendship. But at this point, Becky is just so upset and can't believe it. And at this point, Becky just thinks they're going to die because they have no food, they have no water. But then Hunter remembers that in the backpack, there's the drone and the water bottles. But keep in mind, it's way down below. So Hunter decides she wants to go down and try to retrieve it because she wants to try to make up for all her bad doing. So Hunter ties a rope around her, starts trying to rappel down to go get the backpack. But unfortunately, the rope wasn't long enough. So she has to take off the rope and jump to the satellite. But now the rope is too high for her to reach it from the satellite. Dude, what the heck? So Hunter gets out a selfie stick and she uses it to connect the backpack to the rope. And then she tries to jump to the rope and grab onto the backpack. So Hunter starts climbing up with the backpack, but all of a sudden the rope malfunctions and she starts falling. But at the last second, once again, Becky is able to save Hunter and pulls her up and brings up the backpack. So Becky starts drinking some water and she gets out a pen and starts writing out a letter to put onto the drone, hoping that they could fly the drone to the diner and get help. Okay, that at least sounds like a good idea. But it turns out when she's flying it, the battery's about to die on the drone, so the drone comes back, and she has to try to charge it. So Becky has to climb to the very top of the tower, and she removes the red light at the top, and she puts the special charger into the top, to power up the drone and while she's trying to charge the drone all of a sudden this vulture tries to attack her and she's fighting this vulture while she's trying to charge the drone and all of a sudden she drops the backpack again so becky climbs down and puts the note on the drone and she starts trying to fly it again towards the diner so the drone is flying over the desert and she's really trying to concentrate to make sure she guides it through the wind when she's approaching the diner all of a sudden a truck just hits it and smashes it dude so at this point becky feels hopeless and she finally just says to hunter can I just use your other shoe? I'm going to put your, my cell phone in your shoe and we're just going to throw it down. And Hunter tells her no. Wait, why? So it turns out that Hunter's been dead this whole time. And she actually died when she went to go try to get the backpack. And she fell. But this whole time, Becky's been hallucinating, thinking that Hunter was still alive. But really, she died at that moment. Dude, that is trippy. Yeah, she did this to make herself feel better and feel less lonely. So at this point, Becky gets out her phone, starts recording a message to her dad, like her last goodbye, because she knows she's going to die. But she decides with the last ounce of strength she has, she starts trying to climb down. She repels with the rope again. She then detaches the rope from her waist and jumps down to the satellite. And then she's able to try to send a text to her dad. So she sends the text to her dad, but it's still no reception, right? But she knows if she can throw the phone down, the phone could still send the message. So she puts her phone in the shoe with Hunter's body and pushes Hunter's body off the edge to get the phone to go down. And she thought that by putting it with Hunter, it will protect the phone. Okay, this is too crazy. And the message ended up going through, getting to the dad, and it allowed him to send help to the daughter. And she was able to survive and get help and come down. This story's honestly making me sweat. Yeah, isn't it? I'm sweating. I'm sweating right now. Yeah. It's so intense. What's trippy is she hallucinated that she was still alive. I know. That's crazy. You know, I took out some of the crazy stuff in the story too. Really? Yeah, there's some other stuff that happened. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Well, guys, if you made it this far in the podcast, make sure you hit the like button. Also hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the one with the thumbs up where the fireworks go. Positivity. It's going to hit you in your life and you're going to feel good. So make sure you do it. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. 
And we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok. And we'll see you guys next week, Saturday, on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. We'll see you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love you.